Good evening, and welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. I'm your host, Aaron Rittmaster, and with me tonight in the man cave are my trusty co-host, Tim Hicks. Hey, howdy, hey. And in the absence of my somewhat less trusty co-host, Willie Crocker, (laughs) we have special guest, Kyle Gossman, is joining us to uh, talk about his experience recently uh, on the Galactic Scar Cruiser. So um, we're going to get to that discussion in just a minute. But before we do, we need to first thank our podcast sponsors. Uh, Dad's Podcast Plus is made possible by Mouse Master Travel and by Wicked Mouse Travel. Both of them are authorized Disney vacation planners who would love to help your family experience their ideal Disney destination vacation. Um, no cookie cutters from them each vacation is custom designed specifically for your family so that, hey, your Star Wars crazy family might just get a vacation heading off to Galactic Star Cruiser. Uh, We'll see if that sounds good to you in just a minute. Uh, But in any case, you can check them out at mousemastertravel.com or at wickedmousetravel.com. Okay. So first, Kyle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to, Glad have you. to have you here. Um, and you just got back a couple of weeks ago from your Galactic Star Cruiser vacation. Um, let's wind things back a little bit and talk about sort of how this vacation came together. I know that you're a, a frequent Disney guest. It's a, a passion for you. Um, are you one of those folks who was looking to book Galactic Star Cruiser, you know, the minute that booking opened up or did you wait and want to see how things were going? Where'd you fall in that? I was right uh, when booking opened. So, you know, just background on me and, you know, I've been a Star Wars fan since I was maybe about 10. Uh, I saw the first of uh, the original series. I I then started enjoying reading the some of the uh, Expanded Universe books, which which are now the legacy uh, since Disney uh, purchased uh, the franchise. And then, you know, just always loved all the movies. And then, you know, yeah, as far as Disney goes, I have a seven and a four-year-old. And uh, since the seven-year-old was one, and we, you know, took the first trip since I was little. And and then we've started increasing frequency since then. And um, so the past uh, year or so, we've been annual pass holders and traveling um, you know, four or five trips a year. So, um, so when we heard about the Star Cruiser, obviously I was, you know, in love with the idea, really excited about it. And, um, and then come to find out that, Hey, it's launching in March. Um, and all right, you know, we had already planned a trip for Memorial day weekend. And, uh, this happened to be right around my 40th birthday as well. So it was an easy pitch to my wife. Hey, 
um, let's do this for my 40th birthday and you don't have to give me anything else. And, uh, it'll be super exciting. The kids are into star Wars now too. Um, they are loving it. I think they'll have a great time. And so, yeah, so we were on board and then, you know, some pre-booking started to open up. We had, we had, uh, access to both the, I think there was annual pass holder and DVC pre-booking, but those only went through like mid-May, I think. Um, yeah, so it was, they, they it was very narrow. Those out. Mm-hmm. So, right. but then they opened up a, um, for, you know, Disney visa card holders. And while that's what that was booked later, like they got a later date when you could book it's had more dates. I think it had all the way through September. So, that sounds um, right. yeah, so I had been talking with, uh, my travel agent. So yeah, absolutely get your, get this trip booked through a travel agent. You're going to want to do that because my travel agent called me and said, Hey, the Disney visa dates. Cause they didn't even say when, what dates were going to be available. Yep. Disney visa dates are through your proposed date. Do you want to book? Yes. Right. And I had it booked. It was within two hours of phones opening everyone else that day. They spent hours and hours on the phone. So it, that, that made it um, worth the while for sure. And, you know, we're DVC members. So, you know, we're often, you know, booking those trips, you know, ourselves, but for this, definitely go through travel agent. Um, and then so, we were also, yeah, well, go ahead. Well, so um, I appreciate the the plug for the, the, uh, the business because, you know, we talk about that all the time, but yes. people don't realize, you know, what the value of the things that they don't have to do really yep. is. Right. Um, and that's a good example of one. Um, I, I wanted to um, kind of circle back for a minute because you, you know, got in right at the beginning. That's great. You booked the trip. Um, now, what I want to know is there's this, there's now this period of time where Star Cruiser opened in March and the media play just before opening seemed to me at least to be really pretty negative. Um, you know, I think some of that was, and we've talked about it on the show, that the attempts at advertising just didn't engage people. They They didn't do a very good job on that front, but it was kind of getting hammered um publicly and then there was the launch and the reviews from people who attended in the those first couple of days at launch so what's going through your head as you see that how much of that coverage were you paying attention to so i didn't even see the initial videos that that really the ones that they deleted that everyone oh a bunch of people canceled you know all this right um I didn't even see that video. I knew of it. I knew of the negative backlash. I knew when they announced, okay, this is what this, what the transport is going to be between the, the Halcyon and Batu. People dragged that quite a bit, but I, I knew, okay, this is, this is going to be like, like space 220, you know, going up that elevator. It's going to be themed. I, I wasn't worried about that. And then of course you had the, um, the people that were, you know, given free trips. And of course, then there was all like, are these people are actually going to give a real review? And some are like, we're not, we're only going to say what happened. We're not, we're not going to do our review until we pay to go. Um, so all of that, you know, I, I never thought about canceling at all. And, and really, you know, we, this has a, um, 
you know, escalating cancellation penalty, just like a cruise. So I knew that I was going to be with, I was going to have non-refundable money before the first cruise ever even launched. So to me, I was committed. I'm, I'm all in, I'm not going to wait and see, I want to do this. I want to, I want to be there uh, early on. I, I didn't need to be in the first, you know, launch or, <laughs> right, right. you know, whatever with, <laughs> cause that's just, uh, that's a whole nother thing. And our kids were in school and all that. This just worked out so much better, but no, I wasn't worried about it. And then I, I, I had joined some, um, star cruiser Facebook groups, but I stayed out of the spoiler group. Um, cause I didn't, I, I wanted to experience, you know, for the mm-hmm. most part, there was, there was some mild spoilers in, in some of the groups. Um, but, it, it helped, you know, prepare for the journey. And I was in a costuming group and all that. And once, okay, hang once on one the, second, let's yeah, pause sure. for a moment. Cause I want to say exactly that it's a good, good lead in to, to oh, yeah. people, you know, yes. if you're already look, considering a, a galactic star cruiser trip and you're trying to stay spoiler free, um, you might want to wait and maybe come back and listen to this show, you know, after your trip, um, because we are going to get into some, you know, mild spoilers. I mean, we're not going to necessarily delve into details of the story, but we're going to talk about process. We're going to talk about how things work. And um, if you like to stay completely spoiler-free, then, you know, I hate to say it, but don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, there will be more podcasts. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, we want to, for the listeners who who do want to better understand the experience and who are trying to make that decision, I think it's helpful to have somebody who's actually experienced it who can help kind of translate. Because I think one of the real problems with the advertising that had been so negatively received is that it's very difficult to um, describe an immersive experience from the outside. And yeah. By definition, when you're doing advertising, that that's what you're doing, right? You're pointing a camera or you're pointing a, a can, um, you know, a microphone or something, you know, from the outside, at the outside of the experience, and um, it's always going to look not as good. Um, yep. And so, hopefully, by getting a perspective that is from inside the experience, um, we'll we'll get something that's a little more valuable, a little more meaningful. Yep. So yeah. I tried to stay spoiler free, but yes, we'll we'll talk about some mild spoilers. And I don't think the stuff that we're going to talk about is not going to impact your experience one little bit. I think I, in retrospect, I I would have learned more about the characters so that I, as soon as I saw some of the characters, I would have instantly known. Oh, this is the captain. This is the cruise director. This is Gaia's manager. You know that that kind of stuff. Um, that would have been helpful. It wasn't a problem that I didn't. I mean, you catch on quickly. There's not too many characters, um, but yeah. So, so all in all, you know, the the actual reviews, especially late March, April, that were coming back, all fantastic. So I was all right. Now I'm getting <laughs> more excited. <laughs> people are people are posting their costumes. They're excited. You know, um, I worked on my you know costume and everything and. Um, was pretty happy with it. Got some feedback, made some changes. It wasn't wasn't complex at all. This is not something that you you don't have to go in full cosplay, but I think it it enhances your experience if you at least try to get in universe a little bit. So I had uh, you know I was a a um, bounty hunter, um, kind of a, a Cad Bane. You know, got my wide brim hat, got my 
um, shirt and vest and, you know, just some dark pants and boots. And, and that's about it. Um, other people had full face paint and costume changes. Um, there was a lady who had, she had, I don't even know, six or more costumes. And they were all, they were like, wow, like Katniss Everdeen, girl on fire. I expected the back of her dress to catch fire and <laughs> transform or something. She was amazing. But you don't have to do that. But those people are there. Yeah. And and here's the thing. So um, just to, to give people a little bit of background and then, because I don't want to dwell on it, but I want to mention it. And then we'll get into the experience at the Halcyon itself. Um, so the Galactic Star Cruiser experience, they're all, they're all two day or I'm sorry, two night experiences. Yes. Right? That's um, right. And so for a lot of people, they say, well, we're going to want a little more vacation than two nights. Um, mm -hmm. I know that you mentioned that you did um, a, a brief stage just a couple nights um, at Grand Floridian beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, having done that, do you feel like staying, you know, doing the, the non-Halcyon vacation part on the front end was the right way to go? Or if you had to do it over again, would you do Halcyon first and your extension after? I would say um, I liked doing it the way we did. The one thing I would do different is, I mean, we actually went to Magic Kingdom the morning of our uh, of our voyage. So, you know, we rode, I don't know, a couple rides and got our picture with Mickey because we hadn't gotten our picture with Mickey for years due to the pandemic. Um, the one thing I would do different, we our, like I said, our kids are seven and four. I would have almost pretended like we were changing time zones a little bit. I would have kept them up a little bit later and let them sleep later the the couple of days before and then started a little bit more fresh that first day um, because it is important to it's best if you can stay at least up through 10 10 to 10 30 p.m so if you if you have kids that normally go to sleep before then um just try to do that i know it, it can be difficult but it's it's like we're you know, i can just pretend that we went to central time zone and you know, offset everything by an hour and that works right. out just fine. So, so that would say that that would be good. Um, and then afterwards, um, we actually went to Hollywood studios on the day that we debarked, uh, and our, cause our flight wasn't until about six o'clock. Um, that was fine. Cause, but we did not go to Batu. um, just because, all right, we had we had done that as part of this whole right. you know been fantastic there for hours. thing, yeah. So so we got to do our, our kids' favorite rides that that they love to do in other parts of Hollywood Studios, and and that was fun. I would just say, don't push yourself too much. You're going to be exhausted at the end. So yeah, what I would have done is you know maybe stayed up a little bit later with the kids the nights before and let them sleep in, um, and and maybe just you know have breakfast at you know nine o'clock or something and and right. um yeah and then take it from there all right um so let's pick up things from the point at which you you know transfer yourselves over to the halcyon right you're gonna absolutely head over to galactic star cruiser now um that in and of itself is a little bit of a, a an experience, right? Because mm -hmm. it's not like in every other resort at Walt Disney World, there are huge signs for miles. <laughs> With right arrows and everything telling you where to go um yep. so talk about just finding galactic star cruiser so it starts actually the morning since we were staying in a disney resort 
we had a silent voicemail in the morning um, from the Star Cruiser um, letting us know we were excited about our voyage. We even got a late checkout, which on a DVC room is unheard of. So they let us check out at noon, um, which was great. There are transfer options, but there are no buses to the, the Halcyon Terminal. I think they tried at first to have some buses to and from Disney Springs for people who showed up early, but I don't think those got, got used. But what they will do, we had a car, we had a rental car, so it was no issue for us. But um, I believe they will give you a um, taxi voucher, and so they will hire a taxi for you. So instead of transferring, they want you to take your luggage with you because your luggage actually goes through security, you know, as similar to an actual cruise ship. Um, and so you can do that, but yeah, we just drove, um, it's the entrance is like, you know, I, I, I had driven by it several times. Thankfully they, they have some new, these new blue signs, which I think they're going to start transitioning the other signs over maybe, um, that are your normal, like, here's what's in this direction. Right, the directional signs. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, I had passed by it, you know, as you come around the, backside of um hollywood studios and if you know what you're looking for you can see the building and all that um we had to come down and then we were supposed to turn around and so actually i did miss you know i was supposed to exit so that i could turn and then get back going the correct direction on the road um, so I did have to drive a little bit further, oh, but yeah, like we an got old New Jersey jug handle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But it, but it was on, uh, what was that? Maybe, maybe I was on Osceola Parkway, I think. Um, so, I mean, it was, a, it was a little bit of a trek before I could turn around, but I got, got in the right direction. And then, you know, you're basically like the exits, like on a ramp between, you know, two roads. So yeah, you just got to pay attention. You, then you get off the ramp and then you're basically going through, Hollywood Studios cast parking, but they but they're they've got the signs, and then you get to a guard desk, and um, they you know ask you how can I help you? Okay, I'm checking in. They check ID, all that, and then you proceed up, and and then you pull up at the terminal. So it's all valet parking. Um, so you're gonna you're gonna pull up, um, and then that is one note. Um, in general, gratuity is included for the voyage with the exception of the valet parking and any luggage assistance you need and um, any sort of uh, alcoholic beverages you there's a gratuity included on on each bill so that is separate but your dining is is like a cruise there's an included amount you know there's no expectation of anything above that if you feel you want to you can do it but but yeah so so anyways we arrive they 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 um they get our name, get all of our well, bags and, and, and everything. The, the point about the security and that that parking is valet only is kind of important to to mention because, um, you know, unlike every other resort at Walt Disney World, you are not welcome to just come by and visit Absolutely the Halcyon and look around. Nope. <laughs> yeah, you would not. Else. Yeah, you would not have made it past the first guard check if if you didn't have a reservation. So it, it, you wouldn't even get to that point. They would have turned you around right there. Um, and I'm sh- sure people have tried to go get a picture with you know the entrance sign. Not going to happen. No part of any day. You know, will you be allowed through if you're not a house right. guest? Yeah. So 
Yeah. All right. So you've parked, you've, you've, so we parked, they get all our bags. We had loads of luggage. Uh, cause you know, we brought an extra suitcase with souvenirs, which you must do unless you, <laughs> unless you want to ship everything home, which is fine too. It's just, you know, not going to be cheap probably. Um, and then, you know, there's, I, I think they allow people to start getting in line at noon and they start letting people in the building at one. So in between that, they're checking you in. They've got um, um, cast with data pads there. They um, they go get your special magic bands that you have. Um, they if you need a loaner data pad. So anytime I say data pad, that is a, a phone or a tablet in the Star Wars universe. They're referred to as data pads. Right. Um, but that is going to drive your journey quite a bit. So you you can use your personal device. It runs all through the Play Disney app. If you've done any of the missions on on Batu or anywhere else in the Disney parks, where you can you know scan little QR codes and hack things and do all that kind of stuff, it's that same app. It's just when you have a reservation, it brings a special area of that app open. Um, for our two kids, they did have loaner data pads for us, so we were able to sign those out. And um, it is important. It is helpful to create a you have to create a separate minor account which is you know different from a normal disney account but it's specific for play disney just you know they'll call you ahead of time a couple a week before as well ask you if you need any help with that so i had that ready to go this is a good a good point to to or a good place to mention this there is some special tech involved with this and a lot of us are especially i think in this you know, in a dad community, right? We all figure mm-hmm. we can figure this out ourselves. You know, yep. we, we understand. Don't do it. Wrong. Don't, don't <laughs> you know, it's not worth the hassle. Yeah. It's not worth it. This is the kind of stuff that it, it works a particular way because Disney's bizarre Byzantine tech system works this way and yep. just play along um, yep. because you might be able to make it work the way you figure it out, but it might not actually work when you show up and you need to use it. Yep. And you can get in um, and see your itinerary and everything ahead of time. So you can see that, okay, I got my reservation linked and all that. You should definitely do that, but don't, don't, once you see your itinerary, it's going to change. Like they, they fill around. And even when you get on the ship, if you, if you need to make some changes, there's, there's several major activities like lightsaber training, bridge training, um, and then a few other things like that, that are scheduled for everyone. If you have, um, children under seven, those are loath cats. Uh, so if you, if you got some loaf cats in your crew, um, they'll have a special lightsaber training, which was phenomenal for the little ones. Um, we got to participate in that, uh, with our youngest and he had a blast. Um, but it is separate. And so there can be some, you know, scheduling and especially with, they may schedule that at 9.30 p.m. for you, and your, <laughs> your loaf cat may not stay up that late. So, yeah, those are the types of things that we, sure. you know, adjusted and was no problem. So, yeah, we they checked us in data pads. They got us our, um, got us our M, they call them M-bands, just a magic band, special uh, Halcyon one. They, um, then we got in, we got our picture, we got in line, and then at 1 o'clock, they started allowing people um, to go through security and board the ship. So 
you get through, um, you know, your, your main bags are going through security elsewhere, but the, the other part is just is your typical, you know, put your stuff over here and walk through, um, and shouldn't be too much of an issue. And then you board the launch, which takes you up, um, you know, from the terminal up to the ship. And it's got a pretty cool theming to it. It's got, you know, some screens where you can see, okay, you feel the motion of the, you know, elevator, <laughs> which is right. taking you up to the, to the level of, of the atrium. But uh, um, yeah, very well themed. You feel like you're going up into space, you go into hyperspace, and then you come out of hyperspace and you, you see the Halcyon and you're approaching it and you're, you're brought in. Let me ask you this. Um, were you already in costume when you showed up and got in line or did you change when you got there? I was, and I don't feel like it matters too much. I think it only mattered um, for your picture on the outside. So okay. keep that in mind. It is, it, you know, if you get there, like it took a good, since we didn't get there at noon, um, we got there maybe 1245. We waited about 15 minutes till they started letting people in. And then it was a good 20 or 30 minutes of checking people in, getting through security. Everyone's got to tap their band. They got to do their their fingerprint and all that, just like going into a park. And because you essentially are entering a park, you're going to be going straight to uh, Batu from from the ship. Um, But it takes a bit. They've got water for you and everything, but it's hot. So if your costume, if you're uh, in full-on Mandalorian armor, you may (laughs) want to rethink. Uh, There was a guy who was in his Mandalorian armor there um, Without an air conditioner the, or a fan inside of it, right? <laughs> I I don't know, oh. but uh, once you get up on the ship, um, they they meet you. They have um, someone to greet. You know the two or three parties that come off of each launch, and they have a separate um, crew member to take you directly to your uh, cabin. So, like that is the first thing you do is go to your cabin. So you you can come in and whatever dress you want there's some camaraderie of seeing people in costume and you're in line and you're excited and all that so i just say that that is a moment but there are many more moments to come so if you feel more comfortable just showing up and then the first thing you do is get changed do that i either way it's 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 about the picture and and your camaraderie with your fellow guests right well and and so that leads me to the perfect segue thank you um Mm -hmm. which is we've talked generally about this, but um, I think it's important to be very clear. What you're doing here is not just a, it it is similar to a cruise in a lot of ways, but it's sort of like a cruise and a LARP, right? Right. Live action role play. Those people you see running around in the park with, with, you know, plastic swords, Um, you know, it's like a a cruise ship and and a LARP had a baby. because you're in the middle of this story and you're participating in the story from the beginning. It, it, you're not there just observing. Um, and, and talk about sort of how, how that, um, well, how, how your family really kind of reacted to that. Cause a, a lot of people aren't really ready for that, right? They aren't ready to be pulled into the story right away. That was scary. And that, that part, like so many people ask questions, they're worried about their character. Like my character's not developed enough. All right. There are, I would say three major categories of ways to participate in the galactic star cruiser. 
all right, category one is full on. You have you go by a pseudonym. You have a character. They ha- they know what planet they're from, their profession. They have a backstory. Your full costume. You participate. You you know which um, path you're going to go. You can go Jedi. You can go First Order. You can go uh, Scoundrel or Resistance. And you you you're running around uh, with uh, you know guys manager and you're pulling heists and doing all this stuff and. And you follow the story along. You go down about do all the all of the things. All right, that's full on LARPing. That's great. It's not fully required. All right, and the next level is you don't need. You can go by your real name. You do. It does not impact your story that much. If you're more comfortable with that, say who you are. Say you're from another galaxy, and you're from a, a city called Atlanta in another galaxy. That is fine too, and you can still participate and talk with the characters. Tell them about you know they'll find this intriguing, and this will progress your missions as well in your data pad as you uh, as you are in proximity with characters. They may pull you aside and tap something special on a ship console, giving you some extra access, and that will drive your story from there on. The third character, third level would I get would be the pure observer. You can do that. I feel like it's pretty expensive to do, but if you if you've got a family of four and three of them you are full on and one's like I'm not doing this, but I'm here to you can still have a fun time because there's stuff going around on the ship. You can see the public performances, but you're probably not going to get invited to any secret meetings <laughs> um which do exist and it's just going to be a, a lower level experience. So do it how you want to do it. Don't, especially don't stress about, you know, a costume or a character. I, like I said, I think the costume adds to it. I created a character name just kind of on a whim. I was Cal Garson because it kind of sounds like my name. And, right, right. and I was a bounty. And the reason I went bounty hunters, because I discovered my son wanted to be first order. He, he, he wanted to dress uh-huh. up as Kylo Ren. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. So he's seven and there's varying um, opinions about dressing as actual characters um, and on, on the online communities, but Hey, my kid is seven. He wants to dress like Kylo Ren. He's going to dress like Kylo. He was <laughs> not the only one, by the way. I'm sure. And it was, that was perfectly fine. Um, but so I went bounty hunter. Cause I'm like, all right, I'm, Cal Garson, bounty hunter, I'll take on any job for the right price. And that way I'm like, I can participate in different storylines. And, um, and that's the other thing too. What's your dress like is won't necessarily, you know, your story will be how you proceed on with the characters and on your data pad. Like they'll often you'll get a message from the captain or from the cruise director and they'll, there'll be like four options and it's, you can pretty much figure out, it's resistance, first order, Jedi, scoundrel, right? And mm-hmm. you'll figure out who's the scoundrel on the ship. Do I want to follow that path? Do I want to do, you know, follow this heist story? Do I, there's even a love story um, on it. There's, and then there's your typical first order resistance and Jedi stuff going on. Um, but yeah, don't make assumptions just because someone's dressed one way. They may be, uh, they may be a spy. Uh, they may be yes, you know, doing something spy. else, but as well, I got to participate in some of the, the resistance activities. And then, 
me and my son would go report back to uh, the lieutenant, <laughs> the first order, <laughs> let him know what's going on. And he would, he would be like, oh my goodness, you know, do you think there's any anything else going on? Do you think, oh, where else do you think these hyperspace jumps have been to? You know, I mean, the way the characters play it is amazing. They they do a wonderful job. And um, yeah, but, they're essentially doing yeah. a forty eight hour. You know, if you're if you're if you're familiar with the the improv world, it's essentially a forty eight hour long herald, right? So it's they a, do, yeah, right? they. The characters themselves are doing two um, shifts. They they basically start at 4 p.m. and finish the night, you know, around 10 or 11. You don't see the actual character. You start getting interactions from them on your data pad. So it's like you're talking to them. Um, like, you, so you get on the ship, you've got a couple hours to explore. If you tap, if you try to hack into some systems, you may get some messages. Hey, you know, give me some help. Go down to the engineering room and, and and uh, bent this exhaust manifold or whatever, and then later, and it's got his picture on there. And later, you see, oh, hey, Rafe, uh, I did that job for you. Okay. Um, and then you know he participates, and moves along. And then on day two, you go to Batu. So yeah, they got they do not go with you. You get messages from them. Oh, you know, it's it's a little. I got a little heat, you know. So I'm not going to go to Batu, but if you can do this mission for me and report back to me when you get back. And then things start happening again on the ship day two, 4 p.m. So, so yeah, they, they get rest. They, but they, but yeah, they're, they're fully on in those, right. the, that evening, and my night is that time that period. You know, this isn't a strictly scripted show. This is, this is oh, a great show, not. but it's a show mm-hmm. that has an outline and yep. very well trained and yep. talented improvisational performers who are driving the story with you. Yeah, our the uh, the 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 manager uh, who who is a little bit of a scoundrel. He uh, he used a couple and had them do a fake proposal as a distraction for one part of the storyline. <laughs> and and we heard they were getting free, like they got a couple free drinks because people didn't know that that wasn't real, and I didn't know it wasn't real either until because I had he had asked me to have a have a Saja who's the, the Jedi sensitive um, lightsaber trainers to help them uh, distract the stormtroopers. So I'm over here, distracting stormtroopers, <laughs> this proposal happens. And then I get invited to this secret meeting later, c- celebrating our victory of pulling off this heist. And I find out, Oh, that's fake. They've been married for three years. <laughs> so yeah. And that, awesome. that was the first time that this had happened on the ship. So it's every, you know, there are, there are basic storylines that are at launch um there is absolutely the capability for more i would say um they've created this whole backstory as well of the ship this ship is 275 years old and they're putting out comics about it which you know um han and leia took their honeymoon on this ship you can find their initials inscribed in there at one point the huts owned it so there were a whole bunch of um, uh, sabak tables uh, at that time, but they they brought it down to just one at that point. But yeah. So, if we were to kind of describe the arc of of the story, right? Mm-hmm. The you come on board and you have this kind of beginning of the story where you're you're engaging um, primarily by data pad, but also 
yep. you know, some face-to-face as you kind of mill around as you first get there. Um, you arrive, they fairly quickly take you to your room. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about the room for just a minute, because that's one of the things that garn you know, that, that generated a lot of, of negative attention early on with people seeing pictures of it and saying, it looks like a, you know, looks like a prison cell. It doesn't look like a vacation. All right. So one more plug for, for your travel agent. Um, I had, I had talked to my agent about getting a, uh, galaxy class suite, which there are not a lot of them. Um, we always, we, we really like staying in one bedroom villas at, in our, with our DVC at Disney. So this was no exception. So we actually booked the galaxy suite. So that is essentially a one bedroom suite. Um, you've got a main bedroom and you've got a living area. Now, I, I don't 100% like how they did the beds. There is a pull-down bed in the living area, one pull-down in there, and then one pull-down actually in the main bedroom. But it was very easy. We just pulled the mattress off that, pulled it into the living room. Our two kids slept in the living room. They did just fine. It's a well-appointed space there with a nice couch, a TV, and then the viewport and then we have a viewport in our room as well. So we didn't have the bunks that were in the wall. Um, we just had, you know, our bedroom. There's, you know, one one full bath, very nice, and then a little, you know, refrigerator space or beverage cooler, whatever you want to call it. And right. they and they left some um, some nice treats for us uh, as part of that suite. So it's it's more expensive than the standard, but it's not really you know that much more i would put it at you know 20 percent more or something like that to me to have the space where we could put you know our kids to sleep and still have our our space in the other one that was worth it um because i'm sure i'm sure it does feel a little claustrophobic being in just that one little room but you're not spending much time in your cabin um there is um there is some story in your cabin you you have a um uh, custom, you know, your uh, link to uh, the ship's droid D309, and you press a button and you can talk to D309, and she starts talking about um, things that oh, you may want to do. Oh, since you're uh, interested in, in this, you may want to go to the sublight lounge. And and then you come back later, to, oh, hey, did you go to the sublight lounge? Um, you know, you, you may want to. So wanna, the Halcyon you know, is where Genie Plus actually works. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> all right. Now we're getting somewhere. Perhaps, yeah. So that's you know, but it's it's totally part of the story. It's it's artificial intelligence. It's um, interacting with you. Um, I had to lie to the poor droid a few times because the droid, you know, I I, I was participating in some activities uh, for the first order, and, and um, poor D three hundred nine got uh, you know uh, d- taken down by some stormtroopers for a little while but you know you you have this um relationship with this droid and it's sure. it's hilarious she'll sing you a lullaby you know all, all kinds of crazy stuff but so that's, that's a cool feature um a little bit of that um our kids loved being able to run around and stuff for the little bit of time we did spend in the cabin but yeah other than that after that it's 4 p.m is muster right so same thing on on a cruise ship Everyone comes into the atrium, and that's when the experience launches. So you've got muster, and, and they they assign everyone a muster station. You've got the the Arborish, um letters. Um, 
I, I don't remember them off the top of my head, but A, right. B, C, and D basically. And they told, they want you to remember your your station, and that's because at the very end of the experience, they want you to go to the same spot. So everyone's kind of just there's not crowding, and and everyone knows knows where to go at the end. But that that um, muster and captain's reception is when you're first introduced to your captain, your cruise director, Lincoln Muck. Uh, you have. Um, Sammy, a mechanic comes through, you see some of the Sajas who are going to be helping with the lightsaber training and then dun, 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 first order <laughs> boards the ship. Um, you do get a message, um, a couple of days ahead of time on your data pad, letting you know that, you know, the ship is under, um, inspection by the first order and, and, but we don't expect any troubles. So, so then Lieutenant, um, uh, Lieutenant Croy and two of his stormtroopers board the ship, and he uh, he explains how he uh, the first order believes that you know the ship is aiding and vetting the you know resistance scum, and you know he will find out the truth of it. He will be talking to people, and um, and any resistance will be you know dealt with that sort of thing, and then. After that, that's okay. Then and, and the captain's like, no, there's not going to be any problem. And, you know, all right. And then they kind of mingle. And then, you you know, you may have an activity. You may have bridge training. You may, you know, dinner's right. coming up. So this you is got, where that itinerary on the data pad comes in. Absolutely, yes. You're going to look and see, you know, there's a, a proportion of the folks who are going to, at that point, go to their lightsaber training. And another portion absolutely. of folks are going to go to some other, you know, mm-hmm sort of one of the landmarks of, of yep. the trip. And the major things are highlighted in yellow. Those are the bridge training, lightsaber training. Don't want to miss. Then other minor things. There's a, um, uh, what do they call it? Something regalia costume uh, show, basically, where you can show. Then there's droid racing. There's there's little things, fun things you can do. And then you can you also fill the rest of your time with, you get a message and it's going to ask you to go do something. You may need to go to the engineering room. You may need to go to the cargo hold. You may need to go to the brig, but you may not have access to these things and you have to figure it out. So that is kind of like escape room, right? If you ever done Mm -hmm. an escape room, you got to follow the clues. You got to figure it out. And, um, well, and so that's what makes it, that's what helps make each of the, each person's experience unique because exactly. They're not going to just tell you, go here. No. They're going to tell you, you know, go here, but you have to figure out how to do that. And, you know, they might give you a hint where, you know, maybe start with this person or. Yeah. So if you, if you actually attempt to access a restricted system, there's going to be a code required and you can't get in, but later on you may get a message from Rafe and he may say, Hey, here's a, I'll help you if you help me. And then, okay, so you go do the thing. Then he gives you the code to do something else. But if you never try to access it, you're not going to get that storyline. Um, you may you may talk more with uh, with Sammy, the mechanic, and see what he's up to. And and you may get involved in things that he's got going on. There, you may uh, you may talk to uh, Lieutenant Croy, and and may um, he may grant you some restricted access to find out what hyperspace routes we've been going. I keep jumping in and out of hyperspace. What's, what's going on? Are we going, uh, you know, um, going to other systems to contact the resistance maybe, you know, and that, 
Oh, well, and he doesn't, he doesn't give you that hint, but later on when you do your bridge training, you find out exactly why we're jumping in and out of hyperspace. Right. And then for those loyalists like my son, we go report that back to Lieutenant Croy. <laughs> All right. Help so him let's, along. let's, I don't want to dive too detailed into the story because sure. yep. first of all, because everybody's story is going to end up being a little Absolutely, different, yes. but right. um, in any case, I, I, I appreciate the flavor that you're giving mm-hmm. us of it. Um, let's focus on the things that are going to be relatively the same for everybody. So you've got your, your three big events and then mm-hmm. your meals, right? Because yeah. there's, a, there's a reason, I mean, meals are included, not just because that works in a cruise format and it, it yep. makes it easy to serve everybody. It, it helps drive the story too. Yep. Um, so let's, let's start with what, what was the first of the kind of big, you know, signature elements that you experienced? So you, when you get on the board the ship, they will show you where the Crown of Corellia dining room is and where the Sublight Lounge is. So Sublight Lounge, think of Oga's Cantina um, drinks, basically. Maybe at breakfast, there's some grab-and-go. Crown of Corellia dining room, breakfast and lunch are um, buffet. So you just grab what you want. The food is all themed. Um Picky eaters, if you, I hope you like the uh, tip-yip chicken that they have in Batu because there's a lot of that on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> um, in addition to, I mean, there's fish, there's, you know, and they call it different things, but but all that. But then your, so your, your story meals are your two dinners. So night one, um, there's, and there's two dinner seatings, so you could be early or late, and it doesn't matter what, which one you do because there's going to be story stuff, the opposite story stuff happening during, you know, it's like if I have the early dinner, the late dinner people may be doing some stuff, but then that same kind of stuff is going to happen during the late dinner that, you know, I can do as right. well. It's, um, it's essentially the same thing that they do on the cruise line, right? Where right. you have yep. your dinner yep. seating and, and the show for the evening happens twice, yep. once during the early seating and once yep. during the late seating. The, the the main difference being the characters are just going to have this magic amnesia that they already know what's going yes, on. Yes. It is everything is fresh for you for your storyline. They they find out the information from you directly from you. You you help them on their journey. They they tell you what they want you to do next. That kind of stuff. That's amazing. Um, so the dinner itself, night one, is this amazing uh, music performance by Gaia who's a uh, galactically renowned uh, singing artist. And she also has a, um, an accompany uh, um, a musician named Wani. And she's a, a Rodian, I believe. And it's got this cool instrument that she plays and she goes on her whole journey. And then Gaia is, is singing there, but she's got some other stuff going on too. She's a Ryloth. So, so her her world's been you know uh, fraught with war um, for you know since the Clone Wars and, and a lot of stuff going on and so there there's some other storyline stuff going on with with Gaia um, and you can you can follow that by you know getting in touch with her manager and, and seeing what's going on with that but but yeah you get to see the performance it's amazing really really great performance. Um, the food was, was very good. We enjoyed it. I, I did feel like I was so enthralled with the performance that <laughs> I probably should have eaten more. Um, but there are always snacks out in the atrium. So, 
Um, if you don't, if you don't feel like you eat enough, then just grab, grab yourself some snacks. So you, you, um, mentioned, you mentioned that the food was all very theme forward. Yes. Um, so that's great. It helps set the tone and all of that. Um, but you know, the question that, that we get a lot is, okay, it looks cool, but you know, what's it taste like? Yeah, it, it all tasted very good. It was, it was like a, a table service Disney restaurant, you know, and, um, quality food um youngling has younglings have a special menu where you know they've they've got basically a um a cheese pizza and and they do a lot with this little pizza flatbread they do a lot of different even like breakfast stuff they do like a breakfast thing on it with breakfast meats they do at lunch they have some of those and then at dinner kids can order it. adults can order it too if, if that's interesting then they've got grilled and fried tip yep there you go willie you can still eat Yes. Yeah. Do they have uh, olives? Because you know, olives. If you got olives in the, the yeah. But if you've got Maybe. olives in chicken nuggets, Willie's good. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> um, possibly. I don't. I did not ask for olives, but things like um, bananas are are long fruit. <laughs> so you can get yourself some long fruit. <laughs> but yeah, so plenty to eat. Hopefully, no long um, pig. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> um. But yeah, and then the second night dinner is a is a is more about the meal presentation and the theming of the food. Each course is a different world that you know the food has come in. The the lights dim and the color and and the chef that is you know one of the chefs come out to announce which um, country this is from. We've got something from Kishik or something from Karelia or wherever. Or from Chandrilla, the you know the home world of the Chandrilla Star Lines, and and they bring it all out, all you know, serve each course, and and we were lucky enough to book the captain's table for the second night, which is a fun experience. It's it's a a little bit of an add on per person, but you get a little bit extra. You get like like some lobster tail or something, and a little extra added to the meal, and then. Um, you know, some characters will come and sit. Of course, the captain will sit with you for a, a portion of your meal and, and you're in the middle of the room and it's pretty cool, pretty cool experience. Um, I definitely like doing that more on the second night um, since I was so focused on the show. Um, it doesn't really, it's not, there's, it's not a huge dining room. So, and the performers on the musical, they move around. It's, it's no big deal on that, but um so wherever you sit should be fine. We were lucky to be the table right in front of the main stage. So uh, we had great seats for that, but, Ooh, um, nice. but yeah, so, but she does move around. Like I said, sometimes she's on the opposite side of the, of the dining room. So, um, but yeah, those are your two meals. Um, and then for eating lunch on day two, you have the option. They'll give you a dining credit for, um, any quick service um, on Batu, and you can actually use that. You can travel off world should you choose. Right, so if um, you really need your your you know peanut butter and jelly from Woody yep. Roundup, right? Yep. They'll sell you, it to you. you. Can, yep, exactly. Or you can, for us, since we're experienced um, travelers uh, to Batu, we we went down. We 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 did the rides. The rides are part of your mission they're integrated with the story fully 
Um, it's really important to do the rides, even if you've done them dozens of times. It's it's not that it's any different. It's just you're doing it right now. It's part of the story. This, you know, all right, you, you know about the coaxium on, on Smuggler's Run, but hey, coaxium is going to be involved in the ship later, um, that kind of stuff. And so your other option is to just come on back to the ship and they've got the lunch buffet open. So it's basically the same lunch similar lunch food that they had the day before I, I feel like it's it's better quality than than batu quick service um but not, not like not just not flame grilled pork right <laughs> yeah no <laughs> nope like i said tip yip cubes and 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 cheese pasta and uh you know some sort of fish some sort of uh you know other b- beef is um usually like is it wampa meat? I can't remember if it's wampa or um bantha. No, it's bantha usually. Bantha. I think it's bantha meat, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> but yeah, right. that's, um, that's your beef beef chicken fish basically. All right. So that, those are your meals and the, the yep. glad to hear that the food is tasty and and not just that it's well themed, but it's both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um uh, let's let's just touch briefly on those kind of big signature experiences. Um, Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about bridge training, not necessarily the details of the story that you were told there, but what the experience was like, um, you know, on the bridge, what did you see? What were you able to do there? What did you experience there? Yeah. So on bridge training, there are, um, there are four different areas. There's uh, there, there are weapons, there are defenses, there is cargo retrieval and there are the ship systems. And, you get assigned a station to start with, and you're going to rotate through all four. So it doesn't matter where you start. You're just going to rotate each, whatever station you are, whoever you're with, that's your team. We were the Blue Banthas. There were, you know, three other teams, and then they show your scores, and you get to do, they first teach you how to, you know, perform your station. It could be weapons. Um, and then, uh, or the shields, you're around this. Think about like, on you know your capital ships during a battle the you know captain and and other officers are are looking at this hollow table and and directing the attack well that's where you you can direct the shields and and see the representations of the enemy you know attacks coming in and you can block them and and your goal is to block as many as possible for that for the ship systems you have these little um puzzles basically you need to solve which will you know repair the ship a little bit more complicated than being an engineer on the millennium falcon where you just press buttons um you actually have to do some logic like figure out oh this these lights are in this pattern so i need to press these switches in that same pattern you know and just do that as quickly as you can score as many points and then some story stuff happens um, in the middle of your bridge training. And it's not the same for everyone. It depends on which part of the journey. So like I said, there's a bunch of hyperspace jumps. Um, you may be sending, you know, you may be doing some communications. You, it, you may have something else go on and there may be some TIE fighters out there and, you know, all kinds of stuff may be happening. And it's just, you know, you, whatever, whatever you got scheduled for, that's the part of the story that you're in. So yeah, right. it may be different the next time you go because you may go to bridge training at a different time. So so that's the bridge training and and sounds really hands-on and mm-hmm. you know in, in involved for everybody. Um 
What about uh, lightsaber training? So lightsabers. So I'll just talk about the 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 adult, the seven years and up. Right. Um, you come in and you and you get to talk. You know, they the sajas. They're they're descendants from Jeddah um, who are you know followers of the force. They may not be force sensitive themselves, but they have learned and they're doing their best to preserve um, you know the force and and the Jedi you know teachings and all that. So you, each person gets to practice, um, and they're given a lightsaber, and it's it's a you you use their lightsaber, you activate it. It's not it's not the real cool one that they showed where the whole thing actually extends out, but it, it you know it lights up, and then uh, the training remote will will shine a beam. You put your lightsaber to that beam, and then it'll shoot, and you have to you know block it. And then you keep doing that. And all right, so you do that. And then they also have some lightsaber, some shields. So you you rotate through. There's four people in front, and then there's, you know, two to four people behind them. And you just rotate through each session. You practice everyone gets to practice a couple of times. And then they say, All right, we're gonna take away. We don't think you need the the training uh, laser anymore maybe the force leads you in, in a certain way and you just, you're starting to feel it. And, and they do a little special effects, which kind of guide you into where you want to put your lightsaber, put it there and then it fires and it, you know, it hits you and it, it gets a little bit harder. And so your, your people behind you with the shields, they need to be blocking as well. And, and, you know, that's, that's your experience over, you know, it's about a 30 minute training and it's really cool. Yeah, well, so let me say this. So, so you said it's about 30 minutes. Given that that's one of the things that took so much flack when they tried to, you know, show that. First of all, have you seen that video at all? The one where I know I didn't see the okay. video. And I and I could see it would look pretty dumb on a video. Okay, so there was my next doing. question. Yeah, but Do like you understand doing- or can you help explain to people why what you experienced is so much better than what they might see on a video? It's just, it, it's fun because, and, and all right, you know, I'll, I'll get to the, the engineer behind me and I know that, okay, it, on the later stages, it's actually looking for my beam and it's actually firing, you know, at my beam, making me feel like I am actually using the force to block these blades, but, you know, who cares like that you, you have to believe the 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 theming and it's i don't i wasn't thinking about it in the minute just afterwards i'm like oh yeah that's how they did that but you right. know it's it's still really cool a lot of fun got to experience it you know i it was like i was luke in a new hope blocking the beams from from the training remote and no i didn't put a you know cover over my head or anything but <laughs> uh but you know you you got to participate that and you know, it's also they they guide you through, you know, the the Jedi way. You know, I'm, you know, be one with the Force. The Force is with right. me. You know that kind <laughs> of stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, it it I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I, I probably, you know, if I went back, I would probably pursue maybe the Jedi storyline a little bit more because I didn't really tow that water at all. Maybe I'd try to push my Jedi my lightsaber training a little bit earlier or at the very least get to know these sajas and also spend some time in the climate simulator so that's the other thing that got 
Slack about is, okay, I'm, I'm going to be in this, you know, box for, um, 48 hours and no fresh air. And okay. They've got this room, which is, uh, it's a climate simulator. So it's, you're on the ship, but it simulates your, you know, the, the weather of Batu and, you know, the weather in, um, Orlando, Florida is extremely similar to the weather in Batu. So, you know, <laughs> you, you are, <laughs> you are, you're physically outside, but you're on the ship and there's, um, there's lots of plants that they're growing there. There's, some meditation stones and apparently i didn't realize yeah you may want to go hang out there maybe you know use your data pad to scan some of the plants and do some kind of stuff and and then you may start getting some messages from the saja asking you to do some things and then that takes you along that story path so again with the avoiding the spoilers i didn't necessarily know what i needed to do to get on like if you really want a certain story path figure out what what triggers that and do it and it's really interaction with the characters they have beacons that they can tell when your in-band is near them and then they can also scan some things and make some things happen for you and and beyond that even you know even if it's not about picking a particular you know story thread what it really i think more than anything else tells me is that there's nothing really uh, that's part of this galactic star cruiser experience. There's, there's nothing on the halcyon that is superfluous. If it's right. there, it, it has a purpose. You may not have Absolutely. figured out what that purpose is yet, yep. but it has a purpose. And, yep. you know, you, you, it's just a matter of what you choose to explore. That's right. Yeah. You've got, like I said at the beginning, your, your main rooms, your eight, you got the atrium, sublight lounges off the atrium. There is merchandise, you know, off the atrium. There is, um, and then there's the dining room, and then on on another level, and then the lightsaber training room, the climate simulator, the launch deck to get to Batu, and then an engineering room, cargo hold, and brig. And those are all story elements. There are places that you can go and secretly listen in on what's going on in other rooms. And you may be asked to do that as part of one story or another. And, but so when you get on the ship, go explore these areas and figure out what, what you do, because later your itinerary is going to look empty on day two in the afternoon, uh, other than maybe a lightsaber training or a bridge training. And that's because that's going to fill in as you progress your story. So as you answer the questions from the captain or the cruise director or whoever, they're going to present you with different stories. And you may be asked to go um, do some hacking on Batu while you're there. And if you follow through and do those things, then you'll be invited to these secret meetings um, on the ship. And you're going to be participating. You may be trying to take over the ship you may be trying to restore the ship you may be you may be on a uh trying to get some jedi artifact or whatever um but you got to do the stuff to be you know and since we had um, i would say my my four-year-old probably didn't need his own data pad that was more to keep up with than anything but i would occasionally see all right what what message is he getting (laughs) and and progress things along there I would be curious about that. Absolutely. Yeah. But we didn't all get invited to um, secret meetings and some like, and like I said, I got invited to some and my son got invited to some different ones, but 
they're pretty strict about those um, just because of capacity. And and if you follow along, you're going to get into something, but you can't go to it all. You can't go to every single secret thing that's going on. Um, and they will not let you through. They're going to scan, you know, your check you in essentially. Um, but with younglings, you, you do have a little bit of leeway. I'm not sending my four-year-old in this room without <laughs> an adult. It's just right, not right. going to happen. So they will, they will, you know, be supportive with that. Well, and again, that, that is a nice lead into my next kind of topic that I wanted to talk to you about a little bit, which is we've heard mostly about, about your experience and that's great. Obviously it's what you can tell us about firsthand. Um, one of the things I think people have, have questioned about this whole experience is okay i get it i'm a huge star wars fan but you know my wife well you know she's watched the movies with me and and she enjoys them but she's not really into the story as much and you know i've got kids who maybe one of the kids is really into the story and one of the kids isn't so much so um how would you say the experience works for you know, a family that has people at sort of varying levels of, of interest and, um, you know, because of age ability to participate. Sure. So, you know, I'll start with my wife. She is exactly how, how you just described seeing the movies with me, enjoys it. We're, we're just starting to watch Obi-Wan together. Um, she enjoys it, but she's not, you know, a super fan like me, but she wanted to get the most out of the experience. Um, so she, you know, she brought one of her uh, Halloween costumes where she, you know, she was Padme Amidala. Of course, Padme is not around in this time period, but but it also just looks like an in, in you know in universe. So she wore that some. She I also kind of put together a, a resistance kind of maybe cargo pilot type outfit for her as well. And so she enjoyed being in character and you know we we went to the sublight lounge together we we got you know some drinks she she talked to some of the the characters um but i wouldn't she probably didn't push it as far and and you know as well she kind of hung out with our four-year-old and you know i i hung with the seven-year-old and the seven he would like i said he was full he was so into the so into the story that he would want to try and interrupt the, you know, characters as they were maybe doing <laughs> a whole story element, which is not meant for one-on-one interaction. And I have to help him out and be like, hang on. Hang on. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll report back to Lieutenant later. Don't worry about it. You know, don't, don't go <laughs> oh, steal that thing. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of it later. Um, but then the other son, he was into it because he wanted to be, he, he wanted to be BB-8, so he wanted to be a droid. So he, I actually got him some BB-8 pajamas to wear. <laughs> and so <laughs> the, the the characters went there like, oh, I see you brought your droid along with you. And, and we'd, te- we'd have him say, beep, boop, bop. Could have gotten him one of those big hamster balls. Yeah, that would have been awesome. And uh, amazing that would have been. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, he, he loved just, you know, and of course there's, there's fun characters running around just like in, in Batu. So he, he liked that aspect of it. He, he liked his Luth cats, uh, lightsaber training and, and getting to play with the droids out in the atrium. And, and, and like you said, everything is for a reason. The, the, the youngling droid training, they, they, they have them all purposely 
sick their droids on on one of the first order uh, guys <laughs> as a distraction while right. something else is going on up above you know mm-hmm. so really really cool stuff like that um now, okay so there's one other possibility that i want to mention only because you, you got my wheels turning now and and i'm a big star wars fan my daughter's a big star wars fan here's my concern all right my son is a really very much into role-playing games he's mm-hmm. he's all on board on that so my guess is he'd be really interested in the larp thing however he also takes you know he's he's now he's 15 so he takes great joy in um trying to break the game master's game mm-hmm. right that's an accomplishment for him yeah so do you do you would they would they find ways to redirect him within story or would it be better for me to just say you know okay john if this is the way you're doing it you can't play i think i think they probably had issues already i i think i've heard you know i think and it could be it could be from someone trying to do that or it could be from adults over imbibing or it could be from children who just don't know any better and and are not supervised um you know i think the characters will i've i've heard that there's been some like we all just need to take a step back right now and and they're doing it in character but like Mm y'all need to calm down basically that kind of thing like you know you shouldn't be physically touching the 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 characters that kind of thing um other stuff like if there's a heist like oh what would happen if if i'm tasked with taking this what would happen if i just ran off to my cabin with it right right um i don't know i think they're gonna figure out how to chase me down and get it but uh you know stuff like that but i think otherwise the if you start to you know tell things that have happened like well yeah like I would, I, the, one of the characters was asking for information. And of course I knew, I knew what had happened because I participated as the first order already. And and so I, then I was like, well, well what's that information worth to you? And then, you know, all right. So then I gave it to him. He said, well, um, it's not that I don't believe you, but I want to verify. And so also part of the story was to send someone in and spy on it. So they're just, they're going to redirect and they're going to let the people, you know, even if someone says, oh, hey, this just happened because, oh, yeah, like, and that's part of the story, too, is sure. there is, oh, where is this character? There are people trying to free that character. There are people trying to report their uh, whereabouts to to the First Order. And most of the major story elements, the characters go up above the atrium where you cannot physically interact with them. Mm-hmm. So it is blocked off. So there are there are there are performances up there and then when they come down, you can interact with them and they are going to do, and, and they're going to like, if you're talking to the first order Lieutenant, depending on the um, actor, he may have a little bit of snark for you, a little bit of a first mm-hmm. order. Yeah. Just like the officers on, on the star destroyer, when you, you know, when you're on rise of resistance and you get captured, they're going to interact with you and they're going to, they're going to, try to put you in your place um and they'll they'll play along with that but yeah if you actually try to physically take away an element or if you start you know looking up ahead of time and start you know spouting off things that are going to happen i don't know i I think they may take you aside and (laughs) and say hey um 
let's let everyone enjoy their experience here. Right. Yeah. Not cool. Yeah. Yep. But <laughs> do try to break the game because that's part of it. You may like, you have to hack into some things. You, right. you know, you got to sometimes if you try to scan your band or you try to do more things to get into places you're not supposed to, maybe you'll get into it and you were supposed to do that. So, right, right. so don't be shy on it and you'll, you'll know if you're going too far and I think they will in, in character redirect you and, you know, ask you to, you know, like we were in a secret meeting and someone was recording it and the character's like, let's, let's keep this between us right now. You know, like <laughs> let's, let's not have everything be recorded. Let's right. just have this be the experience um, so that people can go experience that for the first time themselves. Sure. So let's take a big picture look for a second. You've mm-hmm. done this experience. You were really excited about it. Yep. First question is, did it live up to your expectations? Yes, absolutely. Um, second question is, we've talked a little bit already about the fact that it's not inexpensive. You know, Correct. it's a two-night vacation and, you know, I mean, you don't have to tell us exactly what you spent, but mm-hmm. it was, what, probably in the range of $4,500 or more for? That that would be the starting price for two people. So, right. so think... Yeah, so so think forty eight hundred to to eight eight thousand or so for if you're going for a higher level cabin, four people in a standard cabin look at maybe around six. Um, it just depends on um, what time of year you go. Right. You can do eight uh, people. There is one cabin. It's essentially the Galaxy Suite plus a standard cabin it's basically the price of those two combined together. So you're not really saving much by getting one room, but it's not terribly more expensive either. It's just like the standard cabin plus the galaxy, maybe with, you know, a little bit shaved off. All right. So, so, you know, I hate the word expensive, right? Because expensive is a relative term. Absolutely. The question is not whether it was expensive, but whether you felt like you got value for the exactly the value yeah problem. so all right so you have value and i think i'm going to talk about it in terms of like percentage of your travel budget right because everyone has their own travel budget so i would say if you were a star, star wars super fan and this was like your bread and butter your entire life i would say you would find value in using up to a hundred percent of your annual travel budget on this one experience and you would you would make the conscious decision to forego other vacations in order to do this one thing, and that would be your your bread and brother, your jam. I would say most people would not be in that category. I would say most people, if your travel budget allows you to do this experience and still maybe do your whatever you like to do, beach trip, Disney trip, cruise, whatever, that... Yeah, the value is there um, if if you can swing that. Um, if you're if this is a drop in the bucket on your travel, then definitely do it because you know <laughs> it's it's well done. It's like yeah, it's like going on a cruise and getting a concierge cabin. You know, everybody's basically concierge on this. You know, it's right. you're, you're treated well. It's it's a really cool experience. 
Um, so if that's your situation, then then yeah, the the value I think is there as well. Well, it's interesting because that's this is the exact discussion that we had when we first talked about this experience on the show, which was, you know, is, is this going to be um, a really expensive add-on to the vacation that people are already planning to take, or is this a substitute for the vacation they were already planning to take? And my contention was that for most folks this was likely to be an extra vacation that they were going to find a way to do this. This wasn't going to be something they tried to tag on to the end of, you know, another, a week at Disney. Um, right. Not even like you might, you know, five days at Disney and a three day cruise, right. It, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be something that people would, would try and tack on to the end of a, a longer Disney vacation. Um, and I, from what you're saying, I mean, I think, you make a good point and maybe I need to reevaluate a little bit because I hear what you're saying that it kind of just depends on, you know, how you allocate your, your travel budget. Um, mm-hmm. But, but all that said, I mean, what, what was your perception of what your, your fellow guests, right. were doing were, were most folks there for the Halcyon experience or, were they there as an, you know, add-on to uh, another Disney vacation? I think most that were this is their primary thing. Maybe they're going a few more days to the park because it. I mean, it depends on how far you traveled from. Sure, it makes sure. sense, right? Um, right, you want to make I, the most of it. Exactly, but like, I don't think like, oh yeah, let's do this while we're yeah. You know, it's like adding on you know, Harry Potter land or something, you know, like let's do this while we're there. No, this is, this is much more than that. Um, I did put out a poll in one of the star cruiser groups um, before it launched. I got 347 votes. And the the question was, who are you? What kind of traveler are you? And the four options were, this is my first visit to a Disney park. I have visited Disney park, but I go less than once a year. I travel to Disney at least once a year, and then I'm a Disney World or Disneyland pass holder. So, so your pass holders were 39% of the responses, 19% travel at least once a year, 35% have been, but do not go regularly, less than once a year. And then 5%, this is the first time they've ever been to a Disney wow. park. So, so that tells me that a good chunk of people, this is their primary thing. Like they're not just doing it because this is the, cool new thing that Disney's doing it. They're doing it because they're Star Wars fans. They're they're LARP people. They want to go do this, you know, unique right. experience. I mean, 40% um, of these guests are not not people who are annual visitors to Disney Park. Exactly. Yep. Right. Yeah, and I felt like that things we've talked about previously in the show about, you know, the kind of people that might do this sort of thing. Absolutely. Yep. And that's what that's obviously Disney's goal, right? Is to bring new people in and let them experience the what disney does what what their magic is what what you can experience if you know nothing else is quite to this level but there's all kinds of other things that are like this on a much smaller scale just going to batu at all is very immersive um going to some of the special restaurants you know you can go uh travel in time and and see sci-fi movies at a diner you can travel to space on an elevator you can um you can eat, you know, in Africa, you know, all right. kinds of things that you can do, but yeah. So looking back at this trip now, mm-hmm. talked about general impressions. 
what's going to be, and I always ask this question because to me, there's for every trip, you know, especially for people who who travel with their families regularly and regularly mm-hmm. go to Walt Disney World, there's there's always you know one thing, right, one moment that when you think about that trip, that's the moment, and it's not mm-hmm. not you know yes that was our Galactic Star Cruiser trip, but there's there's got to be something you know there's a nugget that is the first thing that your brain grabs when you reach for that memory, so. What's that thing from this trip that's going to be the enduring memory? For me, it was it was the interaction with the characters and getting pulled in like, Cal, come here. I need you to do this for me. And then I go do it. And then it has an impact on the story. And then my son being invited to march into the Crown Acrelia dining room and help the First Order change the decorations and put out the first order flags and he stood there proudly with mask on and amongst <laughs> his about six fellow other um you know loyalists so like awesome. that like me getting to do this cool stuff and then my seeing my son doing it and then i mean he's begging me he's like when can we go back daddy like i want to do this again and he just wants to do the first order again i want to do some other stuff so you know, we got to figure that out. But yeah, those memories, those times where it was, it was more either one-on-one or small group being part of that, that it was being part of something special. I mean, there were, there were speeches given in the cargo hold, you know, about, um, you know, Ryloth and, you know, the, the importance of this mission that we just did and how um, amazing everyone, you know, and, and calling out, people and they're you know having each person explain what they did to contribute like contribute to this you know successful mission um that that to me is what made it special and and i know there's other parts of the story out there so i know that hey you know i could go back i could do i could pull a different thread and go down a different path and see you know a different side of it absolutely Um, and if you were going to give another dad, you know, maybe just one or two very specific bits of advice that, you know, they're mm-hmm. considering doing this kind of trip, um, they're getting ready, but you know, they're not quite there yet to hand over the credit card. So what, what one or two bits of advice would you give that person that might give them the sort of confidence to say, okay, let's do it. I would say, you know, if, if you like being part of the story, and you're open to, you don't have to be like, like we didn't talk really too much with other guests. Some people do, some people band together and, and, you know, make friends and, and do that. Like, but if you're a little less social, it's okay. You, it's easy to talk to the characters. They are, they are very good at it. And so just feel comfortable with that. Follow along, you know, know that you're going to be part of the story. You're, you're going to have a wonderful time if, if the budget allows and you can, you know, you, you can do this and like, you know, going back to my different categories of, you know, how, how into it are you that, that I think will lead to what is the value for you personally. Cause I think it's different for everyone, but if you feel like you can do that, yeah, go for it. Um, get some, you know, get some rest ahead of time. Maybe you, you can go to the parks, but take it easy, you know, maybe the, um, the night before the morning of be ready to, to go full on. Don't be worried about your costume, but if you can, it, it enhances your experience. 
and um yeah just then just try to have fun and be be warned that you're probably going to want to go back again i don't know <laughs> i always thought yeah. it was going to be once once and done for the vast majority of people but like most people and now people on facebook groups are a special audience right they're not even your typical um um guests but most of them are like i I either already have another trip booked or can't wait, you know, I mean, they only have dates through the end of 2022. So, um, I think most people, you know, once a year would be quite a lot, you know, but, uh, but I could see doing it another time. And, um, especially as my youngest gets a little bit older and can, you know, participate more fully and I can, and I can understand how to make it most successful for him to probably not even bother with his data pad just let him tag along with one of the adults and and then pursue that storyline as best as possible and get to do some of the cool things all right so tim i I was just gonna say tim you got to get in here because i was too excited about this one so (laughs) i kind of dominated i know well it's okay um yeah it, it in summary um two things that really came to mind here is if you're the kind of person that your vacation consists of, I want to like uh, lay out in the sun and have umbrella cocktails brought to me. This is not for you. This is not your kind of vacation. Only if you want to go eat in the sublight lounge or get drinks in the sublight lounge and watch the show in the atrium and pay and a, a lot of, that's where I think it's expensive yes. to just watch a show. I would rather go see a bunch of live, you know, performances than do this. But if you, I mean, yeah, only if you really have just plenty of money. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I'll do this. The the stupid money that I can just, I can do that. And it's an experience. And my experience is sitting in the, the, the lounge and watching that. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Then great. The other observation. Yeah. 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 The value is not there for that. The other thing is that, like most things Disney, you get out of it what you put into it. So it's like you said, you're a super fan. You are, uh, you're keen to pick up on every little nuance, every detail, whatever you see or encounter along the way, you know, it's there for a reason. So mm-hmm. pull out your scanner and take a look. Let's see what this is. Yep. Um, if you are not that kind of an observant person, there are a lot of things you might miss. So, so you might you might miss the connections, but you know the story is still there, and you can still I think appreciate the story. Like, and sure. you're you're actually given a card in your room that lets you know you're driving your own story here. So the, your level of interaction is going to, um, you know, make your experience. So they exactly. do let you know, and they help you with that. But like, if you don't, if you didn't know that. Han Solo and Leia did their honeymoon here. And, you know, there's some spoilers and Easter. It's just like you can watch a movie and not catch all the Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. If you're not, you know, so like, I don't think that really, that just enhances it for the super fan, but it doesn't make or break the experience for the average guest. Sure. And the average guest, as long as they're playing along, as long as they're doing the the things that are assigned or, you know, that, that come popping up in their, uh, their yep. data terminal, what have you there, you're going to have a good time. You're, yep. you're not going to, you're not going to be able to avoid having a good time. Yeah. The, the only Disney characters you need to know are 
the the seven, eight, nine um, major characters from you know the latest movies, and then that's pretty much it because the rest of them are are new characters created just for the Halcyon. Um, so I mean, if you want more background, get yourself start buying the comics that they're putting out because uh, they're building backstories to all this stuff. Um, so you, you have the ability to go, you know, figure out some of these things and, but yeah, all the, all the shows like the Clone Wars and Rebels and, um, all that stuff doesn't necessarily directly feed into this, but it definitely, um, you know, Rogue One, especially to like, there's, there's history to this ship. This is a 275 year old ship. Mm -hmm. They have the history in the story um someday i i expect them to expand on that i some people think oh yeah they're gonna in a couple years they're gonna change it and it's gonna be a whole you know darth vader and original trilogy i don't know about that because you're still going to batu which is in a set time frame you can't you know there is no concept of time travel for the most part maybe one tiny instance in star wars yeah. canon so i I don't see that happening much, but I definitely see them expanding some of the small bits oh, yeah. of the side storylines and giving yeah, reimagining the storylines as you go along. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I yeah. can see him doing that. I, my yeah. brother-in-law is a, is also a super fan. You go over to his house. There's like there's books, literally yeah. books, and I'm sure you've probably got a lot of safe books. And he's yeah. an engineer on top of that, so yeah. double threat here. He's the yeah. kind of person I think would get a total kick out of something like this. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. That, yeah. Well, Kyle, the, you know, really appreciate you coming on and, and giving us a, first of all, you know, comprehensive look at the Halcyon experience, the Galactic Star mm -hmm. Cruiser, and doing it so soon after your trip. So it was nice and fresh. Um, Absolutely. Is there anything we didn't ask you about that you think it's important for people to know before going on a, a Galactic Star Cruiser vacation? I don't think so. I mean, I, we talked about everywhere from booking to boarding to um, the experience itself. Um, your last day, it's it's just getting off the ship. It's you you get breakfast and and you get off. It's it's not a big deal. The story ends really on 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 day two. Um, so and you get to just go to bed and then and enjoy it and. But yeah, they they do well getting getting you fed and getting you you know transferred back to Earth. Um, so yeah, that we we talked about all of it. We talked about yeah, I'm interested in going again. So I think that speaks to the value as well. Is you know I I do want to do this again. I'll have to figure out when makes sense. But um, yeah, it it was fun. If you're interested in merchandise, make sure you. If you see it, buy it just like on a cruise ship because it it may not it may be out of stock and the shop is also closed on the third day, so don't even try. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in your in your knickknacks to take home, they they obviously have some cool stuff that's exclusive to the ship. Um, One note: be um, it may get better. <laughs> there's a, mm -hmm. there's been a lot of talk about how um, that happens to be one of the areas that's been. Um, most significantly affected by the supply chain shortages at Disney. Mm, yeah. um, you know, earlier on, it was it was 50th anniversary merch that they couldn't keep on the shelves mm -hmm. because they they just couldn't get the supply in. 
Um, and now it's, it's shifted and, and, you know, they're doing a little bit more, a little bit better about the 50th merch, but they're still having a hard time, um, with the Star Cruiser merch because, you know, it was all new and all new designs yeah. and all, and, and you know, low volume, right. And lower volume and, the they right. and they didn't want it early, right. They didn't yeah. want yeah. it getting out early. So it would get, because it would get leaked inevitably and end up on eBay and all that. Um, right. and just in time supply chain simply doesn't work these days yeah yeah i think overall on that you know yeah there were some things that were available on our cruise that that weren't on some previous ones i would just say get what you feel like you want if this stuff is cool there's not a ton of stuff there's there's several different level ship models there's you know uh a uh exclusive lightsaber hilt there's 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 some jewelry and stuff a lot of dr- oh I didn't talk much about, uh, there is a droid SK 620, um, that is integral to the story as well. So that, that's, I guess that's the other thing about the entrances, right? When you come on, there's, there's a Rodian and a droid going around. So you know exactly where you are. Um, you know exactly which universe you're in. So yeah, lots of droid merchandise because SK is very involved in, in what goes on. And, um, but yeah. And then, you know, I bring that up only because I think that it, 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 to the point that, you know, if you see something you want, go ahead and buy it. Don't wait Mm. to get it later, both because the store is going to be closed on the third day and because what you see on the shelf may be all that's there. There, It's not like the usual experience in a Disney store where they'll just go get more from the back. Um, It might be there. It also very well might not be. And there's, there's been reports of stuff that ran out on day two. So, yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your experience. Um, if you think that you'd like to visit Galactic Star Cruiser, but you've got questions, you could send us emails about it and we'll see what we can track down and, and find out answers for you. Um, if you want to reach Tim directly, you can email him at tim.hicks at fantasticmemoriestravel.com uh, To email me directly, you send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N at mousemastertravel.com um, If you've got a question for Kyle, you know, let's be kind here. You can direct it through Tim or I. Maybe. Um, I, will, I will say you could do that. Actually, if you want to, you can find me on Instagram. Um, so you can find me at DizDadMania. Um, I do have a highlight, um, real highlight story from the Halcyon experience. So yeah, that's public. So uh, yeah, that's my, that's my Disney Instagram. I'm not, I'm not a major, uh, uh, influencer or anything like that. This is just something fun that I do when I'm in Disney. I post stories and stuff and occasionally post a few other things, but, but yeah, you can find me there. Dizdad mania and just, yeah, send me a message. Uh, if you've got questions. You can check out the stories that I posted. And again, some spoilers in there. So be, be aware of that if you actually watch, uh, you know, because I do actually film some of the some of the earlier story moments. So if you want to see some of that, you can. Uh, but otherwise, um, you know, yeah, check that out. So that's that's a way to reach me if you want. All right. Uh, and if you just want to email us about the show generally, you can send an email to podcast at disdads.com. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash disdadspodcast or on Twitter at twitter.com slash 
Biz Dads podcast. Uh, we like to keep it all simple. Um, so, also, if you have a moment, we'd really appreciate it if you would head over to uh, especially Apple Podcasts and uh, leave a review for the show or even just a quick rating. It makes it easier for new people to find the show and experience it uh, because shows that have more uh, recent reviews and recent ratings tend to show up in searches uh, higher up in the rankings. Until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Rittmaster. Joined by our fantastic guest, Kyle Grossman. Thank you very much. Awesome. And, as always, my trusty co-host, Tim Hicks. We'll see you real soon. Thanks, everyone. I don't play that thing.